Hashtag THCD. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the Comedy Festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. I'm gonna. I feel like Sisyphus. I'm gonna wrangle with this hell hat. Now here we go. Yeah, that's a. That's a. Whoa, got it. Wow. Thank you guys for coming. We have a lot of people in the house that aren't comedians. I see all four of your shining faces. Uh, so look what we do. We're so professional here now. I see we turn off the house lights. Look at that. It's ready for a show. Are you guys ready for a show? That's how that works. Yeah, we're ready for a show. We're gonna get it going. This is the hell hat on Pam Tass's Comedy Clubhouse. That means that all of these amazing comedians that you are gonna see here tonight are throwing their material to the wind. They're saying, we have nary a care about our tech, about our whatever we wrote and all the important things that we think we are. Instead, we're gonna pick out of this fuzzy hat of death. Yay! And it has all kinds of wonderful, strange things that people have written, new ones. I'm gonna show you guys how it works. We're just gonna start in, we're just gonna start right in. We're gonna, the people can have choices. They can read it or not reading. They can, the last thing I broke, uh, I broke a lampshade. I was aggressively vacuuming uh, by myself, moving furniture loudly, and I, and the, it was, it was a lampshade I broke, but I fixed it uh, with duck and gaff tape together uh, because I am poor, but I broke a lampshade. That's the last thing I broke. I, I wish I was like, I broke someone's heart, but I'm not that cool. Uh, there we go. No, I'm just, I'm not a heartbreaker. Look, I actually have, this is, I'm an old lady, so you can't break hearts once I, I think you're after a certain age. Uh, I, I thought I started, I was feeling so great this morning and I was feeling a little sick and I was like, oh my God, there's, I must have a new herpes on my face. No, it's a zit. I'm 43 years old and I got a fucking pimple and I thought it was herpes and I'm like, oh, which is worse? Like, I don't know which is worse to have a herpes outbreak or a pimple. I don't know. 
want to go with me? Like, where are we going? I, I can't wait. To Burning Man? Who's taking my ticket? Anyone want to give me a ticket this year? It's time for me to go back. Uh, I need some magic in my life. I'm not going to find it at Burning Man, am I? The magic's dead, though, right? It's like going back to Disneyland at 43 and paying $119 in, like, the off-season, and then you're like, where did the magic go, Disney? They, they put it all into Star Wars, actually. I think that they took all of the magic and they siphoned it into those amazing movies. That's where they're spending all of their wonderful money and I thank you them for it. Uh, I love mushrooms. Who doesn't? This is, this, these are easy ones. Like, are you kidding me? Do, <laughs> so, usually I spelunk the internet for all kinds of wonderful people that give me ideas all week, but this week... Just it was bereft. Like it was like a it was like a it was a it, it was like a being on a uh, I'm trying to think of a bad way of being on calm water because calm water is usually good, right? Like if you're water skiing, you'd want it to be calm, but if you're windsurfing, you'd be like, that's no good. Anyways, uh, I love mushrooms. Do you have you ever taken mushrooms? Oh yeah, yeah, you've had the mushrooms. Yeah, it's good. They're okay. They're okay. Yeah, are you are you are you are you a cop? Is that a, I am not a cop. You know what I mean? I don't even think they're worried about mushrooms anymore. I don't even think that they... I actually took mushrooms on a plane. Uh, just so you guys know, the easiest way to do it is in beef jerky. It looks exactly the same. What, they're going to like fucking be digging through your beef jerky? Like, she wants to hallucinate in Mexico. Uh, I need more wine. Who doesn't? Clearly, I wrote these. This was, this is me at like 11 in the morning being like, I need, and the, the exciting thing about these is they were written, I couldn't find any good scratch paper, so I went through all of my um, old um, masters of creative writing papers, and I took everyone else's shitty work that I was never going to read anyway, right? And I ripped them up. It was great. This is somebody's shitty story. Let's read part of it. Alex didn't want to risk a knowledge of the affair would surface banister tight and giving it as much of Friars Creek. I think this is about um, uh, sexy people in the uh, church times. Sliding her woolen. It's good because it's like a, it's almost like a redacted weird poem, right? You can just, yeah, around the doorframe of the living room, singing wordlessly. Sounds kind of sexy. Okay. Uh, that's, it's going to be fun for you guys to jump in here today, isn't it? Uh, yeah, come on in. Hey, do you ever cry in um, dumb movies or commercials? Like movies you shouldn't cry in. Like, like a com I've, I actually cried today. Um, I made the mistake of um, letting Netflix shape my life. Does anybody else do that? Anybody else's life completely shaped by Netflix? So you guys just uh, recently saw that uh, the Emoji Movie exists. That's a thing. Uh, I... Um, so dismayed it felt like um, it was just on in the background where I was like you know cleaning and trying to do this bullshit uh, but I started crying at the end of it and I'm going to spoiler alert it for you because you shouldn't watch this movie the princess realizes that she doesn't want to just be a princess and she can be some girls don't just have to be princesses anyways I cried it was like feminism for children I'm like they're doing that now in movies that's actually kind of exciting that's something to cry about uh, all right. Who I really want to meet. Well, I met Drew. Well, I didn't meet her. I embarrassed her in a Whole Foods. I embarrassed Drew Barrymore in a Whole Foods in um, Hollywood. I saw her in the frozen food section and I was like, I'm going to go talk to Drew Barrymore. And my friend was like, can you just let her shop? And I was like, no, I can't just let her shop. <laughs> and so I ran up to her in the frozen fruit foods and I slid on my knees and I was like, ah! 
this. I love it. I've been watching it for my career since you were a child and you did all the drugs and now you're back. This is so great. And she looks at me and she's like, I, I just trying to get some ice cream. Uh, so I just embarrassed her in the Whole Foods. I really did want to meet her though. Uh, who I really, really would want to meet would be Martha Stewart. Honestly, 100% legitimately, I believe in, I think she's the most amazing human alive. She took something that women were just expected to do and then she found out a way to make money at it. Like what kind of fucking genius is that? Like fucking cranberry topiaries, women's fingers are bleeding like white women. Like I need to make the cranberry topiary. And you thought I'd made a cranberry topiary. <laughs> Sorry. My fingers really were bleeding. It was all of the toothpicks and I was like, it looks, it takes, it looks a lot quicker on the TV. I promise you when you're doing it yourself. Now, I'd love to meet Martha Stewart though. I actually had a dream. It was one of my only like super lesbian sexual dreams. Um, she and I were in a in a barn and they were her Clydesdales and her little um, pom-pom, uh, Chin Chin and Papa are the name of two of her. They're probably dead by now, but two of her, um, they're fluffy and they're chow chows, chow chows. And um, so they were in the dream and the Clydesdales and then we were like getting at it in like the barn and stuff. And then all of these sprinkles like came down from the sky and I was like, it was like, Anyways, it was a good dream. It's a good dream. Oh, here we go. See, look, you can tell I wrote these. Why the Emoji Movie is a pile of dog shit. Please do not <laughs> even let your children watch it. It is just corporate, uh, what are they called, promos, but they give the money for it. Like, there's an actual Twitter bird that's part of the plot. Like, I'm not fucking with you. It's like a crux of the whole movie is the Twitter bird. It's so bad. <laughs> and then the children are like watching it like, I need a phone. And the whole thing's about children being on their phones. Like, that's the whole movie. It's like junior hires and high schoolers like walking around like this and how that's their entire life. I'm like, why are we letting this be okay? Okay, it's, ah. Okay, last poll for me. There's plenty of them in here though, you guys. Uh, what is your dream job or what your dream job is uh, to be Yoda? Clearly at that point, I didn't know how grammar worked. Uh, what my dream job is, I would probably say um, I would want to murder Martha Stewart and then make a skin robe out of her and then be her. And like, I would be Martha Stewart. Like, is that possible? Can you do that? Can I actually be her? Like, just to have like, it would be so crazy to... Um, like make decisions and not have a committee about it. Does that happen to you as a woman? Like men make decisions and people do it and then women make decisions and they make a committee. Does that ever happen? Am I the only one? No? Dad, we're not used to that? She gives me the look like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know. <laughs> they always want to form a committee. They're like, we should really, we should really talk about this in group. I'm like, no, we could just get it done. <laughs> it's, a, it's fine. I'm so, I've been, I was really frustrated today. Uh, hey, we sing a little song before we start this show, and then we'll get it going with our crazy comics. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <laughs> I need to get a vaporizer. It hurts. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! Yay! We're all in for a hell hat. Who knows what's gonna happen? These crazy kids coming up. Uh, your first comedian of the night. Your first comedian of the night. What a funny guy he is. You guys can see him in the upcoming Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. Here, he's actually in the Locals Only show, which is the opening show of the whole festival on March 1st at 6 o'clock. You get to see him now on Hell Hat. Clap your hands together for Marty Cunney! Yeah.
say dying alone, but that's kind of what we all do. So I would say that I am most scared of probably kangaroos, to be honest. Uh, I'm talking about like in terms of animals that we are most okay with, but are the most dangerous uh, in general. I mean, have you ever seen a kangaroo kick someone in the face? That's some fucking scary shit, okay? They're like deer that can kill you. Uh it's true. Uh, it's just that it's just part of the Australian agenda. Just a whole nation of animals that can just fucking murder you. Uh, no matter what it looks like, it kills you. A platypus is poisonous, people. Yeah. You don't fucking understand that? A platypus has a, a venomous barb behind its left paw. Only on one side. It's not even fucking symmetrical. Like, it makes no fucking sense. Uh, I don't get it. I don't... Uh, the whole goddamn nation. Trying to kill you. Uh, hot take. I know. Okay, high five, always appropriate. Um, not at a veterans march. Uh, you never know what they got going on. Uh, that might just be a limb that doesn't go above shoulder height. They might not have a high five in them. Uh, so I, I would just not chance that one. Uh, I was wondering, you say, uh, the question is, is high five always appropriate? Can you go for the high-low with a dwarf? Is that okay to go for like the high-low follow-through with a dwarf? I feel like it is, but like I just don't know. I, I, it's one of those etiquette things that I, I don't have enough or a dwarf friend to figure that out. Uh, I have exactly zero dwarf friends. Uh, that's an untapped market for me. It's like Laotian friends. I don't count my landlord as a friend. Uh, next topic. God, is it real? The re is she real is a real question, right, guys? No, God, is it real? Oh, man, so deep, you know. We get real deep with the hell hat. Um, yeah, God, is it real? I sure hope not because that means someone's been watching me do all the dumb shit that I do. Uh, I mean, essentially, the people are scared. I don't get it, like... You can't be, like, religious and then also be mad about, like, the NSA. Because we've had, like, God watching us this whole time. And, like, some people were fine with that. And we're just adding another layer to that. It's, like, God and some creepy weirdo behind a computer. Like, what's the big deal? What's the difference, really? Uh, the same guy that made platypuses and kangaroos is watching you jerk off, okay? Like, that guy's clearly got an agenda we don't understand at all. Uh, which I think is kind of his thing, right? Is that... That's the God thing, right? We don't really get what he's doing. Yeah, so uh, if he's real, he's a real weird guy. Uh, I'll, I'll go with that. I'm going to fill every one of my pockets. I was kind of wishing I wore cargo pants so I could put <laughs> one of these in every single pocket by the time I'm done. Finally use every bit of the cargo pant. Uh, kids, yay or devil spawn? <laughs> Porque no los dos, guys. Porque no los dos. I think kids are both. Uh, mine will certainly be devil spawn. 
Uh, I was a terrible child growing up. Uh, it was weird because I was actually a blonde child until I was about two years old. And then, like, and as soon as my hair turned brown, I actually turned evil. And I didn't realize. Yeah, that huh? What'd you say? That explains it. That explains everything, right? Yeah. I, it was like a weird metamorphosis where, like, I didn't learn it wasn't okay to, like, punch people in the balls until I was, like, six. Uh, so uh, I can blame my uncles for a lot of that, but, like, some of it has to come from me. Like, <laughs> some of that has to come from me. But at the same time, I'm going to get to convince a lot of little kids to punch other people in the balls. So, like, I guess I can see where the cycle continues. I can so yay, but, you know, unfortunately, they are devil spawn. Um, Let's see. What do you know more about any uh, more about than anyone else? Uh, these days, it seems I know a lot more about cuckold porn than a lot of my friends. Because uh, <laughs> uh, if anyone ever gets into the conversation, I like start throwing out terms and stuff, and guys are just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you guys don't, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, uh, there's that. Um, definitely wrestling. I haven't found anyone else to talk about with recently that is really as much into wrestling as I am, which is unfortunate because uh, to really understand where we got to in this as a country, you have to watch uh, Donald Trump's whole stint in the WWE back what, 10, 15 years ago. Keith knows what I'm talking about. It was fucking amazing. And you got to watch two billionaires chal like use wrestlers like they were play toys to like challenge each other. Like my wrestler could beat your wrestler, and it was like, oh yeah, what happens if mine beat yours? Uh, I get to shave your head, and that was the contest that they had. And Donald Trump, of course, did not lose, but Vince McMahon did. So you got to watch Vince McMahon, a billionaire CEO of a publicly traded company. <laughs> get held down by the Texas Rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin and get his head shaved by him and Donald Trump. It was, and then we elected him, like 10 or 15 years later, we elected him president. Uh, I think that's just tremendous. Uh, really gives me tremendous hope, of course, that as we all know, 2020, 2024, we're gonna have The Rock running as president. And then we're gonna have, no one's gonna be able to debate The Rock. It's He's going to be up there, like, you know, he's going to pull all the old rock lines out. It's going to be like when Arnold Schwarzenegger was running for governor. And everyone, every time he said, I'll be back, we're like, you're in, man. You're fucking in. Like, this is a shoe win. Why are we having an election right now? Uh, uh, I just can't wait for that debate. It's going to be, what are they going to do the fucking line? Like, it's going to go, but I don't know. That's just what I think, Senator. Or, uh, what do you think? Well, I, it doesn't matter what you think. He's going to pull up that line and that debate's going to be over. That's going to be on the first question, okay? Uh, it's going to be, when he finally gets in, it's going to be, can you smell the legislation cooking on the Congre Congress floor, guys? It's really got some tremendous, some tremendous stuff we're putting forward in there. All right, now we'll move on from that. I just got excited there a little bit. Um, why your parents aren't proud of you? Uh, my dad gave in his uh, retirement speech, he said, uh, yeah, every single cunny male since coming to America has worked for the city of San Francisco, except for my son, Marty. <laughs> I was like, 
is I can't tell if that was supposed to be a compliment or not, but it sure didn't sound like one to this room full of firemen and cops. <laughs> That's, uh, it is true, though. I am the first, uh, the first non-cop or fireman in my family since we came to America, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, and I'm pretty sure my parents know it's because I'm the only one who wants to like keep doing drugs after 30. Uh, <laughs> and so, that like became like readily apparent to them the first time I went to Burning Man. They're like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> we get it now. All right." Uh, 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 the last one night stand. Ooh, can't even remember because I'm just such a good guy. I always call him back. No, uh, what is the last one night stand I had? Um, really pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, <laughs> 69 to girl till she threw up on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, general stuff, uh, classic stuff. I don't know. I mean, what? How did your life want to? I don't know. I didn't. It wasn't like I didn't like blame her for it. I appreciated the uh, enthusiasm, but it was just like I can't like continue this now. Like that's that's a first impression that's hard to literally hard to wash off uh, uh, uh. <laughs> all right are we merely are we merely a simulacrum does anybody want to clue me in simulacrum okay so you're gonna have to go ahead and tell me what this means are we all robots that seem human somebody was has somebody been watching a little too much Westworld uh, somebody has been watching a little too much Westworld. I kind of hope so. Because, um, I don't know, it, it would explain all like the breaking down of all my joints and everything. Uh, that, would, that would be like, oh, I, he just need to get some oil in there. Uh, not, you know, a fifth of Jameson a night. That's not the oil that I need. It's, but if I start drinking actual oil, I don't think that's really going to help either. That's not a chance I'm willing to take. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, last poll. Last poll? <laughs> Are you picky? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> um, I don't know. Am I picky? I would say that uh, I have a, a line I don't cross, but it's, it's kind of hard to see because it's been on the field for a while and I haven't freshened it up. It's like... <laughs> When you you know you go to play on like community park, you can kind of see where the line is, and so no one knows when it's really out of bounds. And every once in a while, you'll see it and be like, "Oh, you're out." And you're like, "Ah, you're right." That's my line. Is like sometimes I don't know I'm way over it until I'm actually looking for it. And uh, yeah, I think I'll leave it with that. I think that's that really says a lot about me. Thanks so much, guys. The hat is hell. When I wrote that one, I was thinking more about food, but clearly you were thinking about sex, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. I think I fixed that a little bit better. Uh, your next comedian up to Brave the Hat is one of the favorite, favorite comedians in the entire Bay Area. It's a real treat to see him for you guys. It's a treat every time I get to see him. Clap your hands wildly for Joey Avery. <laughs> Hi. 
Thank you, Pam. Fellow UCSD grad. Yeah. Go Tritons! Did, did, no one gives a fuck. Did we have a, did we, did we have a real team? Uh, did we have a real team? We had several. We had we had water polo. Was very strong. I uh, we had a baseball team. I thought I was gonna go play baseball there. That's like why I went to the school. And then they were like, "Yeah, you're small." And I was like, "Fuck you, dude." Um, and that's, uh, that's how my athletic career ended. But you know what? My athletic career has never ended because I throw leg kicks every night. Um, all right. Why are you feeling these feelings? <laughs> That's a, it's a good question. Um, why am I feeling these feelings? Well, right now, probably uh, red wine and weed are the reasons that I feel this way. Uh, and holy shit, are you asleep? Yeah. <laughs> the way you're sitting, you look like you're like in a chrysalis. You look like a, an insect that is returning to a different life. Uh, looks like we've both dabbled in the same things today. Um, the feelings that I'm feeling right now, I feel great. I feel fantastic. I think most of that is probably, I think this Hawaiian shirt is probably mainlining into my body right now. I think that if, if you put a Hawaiian shirt on bare skin, it's, it's like an acid tab. And it just kind of like soaks in and you become riddled with the spirit of aloha. Uh, and that's, that's what you want, because the aloha spirit means, I'm basically a tropical drink right now. If it was, if it was raining, I would, just, I would just use my tiny umbrella, and I'd be fucking set. I'm living life inside of a pineapple. I am SpongeBob SquarePants. That is who I am. I am SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, and I live in a pineapple under the sea. Yo! All right. Uh, did, you, did you guys watch that show? It's a good program. I feel like animated shows get to do way more crazy shit. Like, if you're writing for a kid, you're like, ah, their imagination's crazy. Let's get all the drug references going. Um, if you're an adult, it's like, oh, let's talk politics. I'm fucking boring. Um, were berets even cool? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say berets were cool because anytime someone has like one of those long cigarettes, uh, it is cool. And if you're wearing a beret, you have to be smoking a cigarette or, or, or a paintbrush. That is acceptable as well. But you have to be mixing it on one of those the stereotypical palettes. I wish I was a painter. Do you ever think about, I, I just wish I was better at visual art. I suck at it. But I feel like if I was, I could be very pretentious. And that's, that's what I want. I want, uh, you know, I want, I want to be classy. I could have a little, uh, little fucking turtleneck, and I could tell people that they just don't understand my art, you know? But in comedy, if uh, people don't understand your, your art, you're just standing in a quiet room, and uh, no one believes you. But if you're in an art gallery, it's like, oh, yes, well, most people pay $10,000 for this. You can eat my fucking balls. And that's what I would say if I was a painter. And that's why I'll never be in the Smithsonian. <laughs> I could paint Barack Obama coming out of a bunch of leaves. I could, uh, I could do it. No, I couldn't. I really couldn't. It seems hard. But I could, I could have Photoshopped that. I, you know, looked pretty fucking cool, though. I liked it. Um, 
Did anyone see the Hannibal Burris Photoshop of that? Because that was hilarious too. Um, do you care about the World Cup? Yes, I do. I care a lot because I can only care about soccer a tiny amount. And that amount is once every four years. Uh, and when I care, I fucking care. And I will watch Ecuador and be like, fuck yeah, Ecuador, that's my shit. And then, you know, and then I don't care again. Because um, that is the American way. When we can extract resources or fun, we care about your country. Um, and otherwise, you know, call me later. Uh, I, was, I just came from watching women's downhill skiing. So that should give you an idea of where my mind's at with sports. <laughs> you know? <laughs> is it popping right now? Uh, if Bob Costas is going to stand on NBC and be like, this is historic, this is unbelievable, I'll be like, yeah, he's probably right. And then I'll fucking watch it. I don't give a shit about figure skating, but if you tell me it's the biggest moment in this young man and woman's career, I'll watch that. Because sports are basically just reality TV for boys. You know? Like, uh, yeah, people are hitting each other. This is football, of course, not figure skating. Although, God damn it, would I watch figure... Uh, that's just hockey. That's just hockey. Um, and that's one of my favorite sports. So I think I really got to the bottom of that quickly. Um, but it is. Like, I watch SportsCenter and... And then if someone's watching like E! News, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, all right? These people don't care about you, but I believe in LeBron James' athleticism. <laughs> like, <laughs> we get into the storylines. I know who Tom Brady's wife is. It's basically People Magazine, you know? It's just freaking testosterone up, so it's super chill. Because that's, that, that's how that works. That's why I go to the gym. Get fucking get that testosterone going. Boom. Tell us about drugs. I don't think that I need to. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I've been to Mutiny Radio. I know how I know how it goes around here. Um drugs are cool. That's that's what they don't always tell you, but in moderation. <laughs> I like Pam what's your favorite drug weed weed yeah that actually makes sense that's how I got paid tonight uh, <laughs> allegedly internet that doesn't that doesn't matter I would say that n what it's legal it's legal exactly it's yeah it's kind of legal uh, there's <laughs> I uh, <laughs> not all drugs are created equally and I think people get that because some drugs can be very good for you if you do them correctly. And some, you know, like, you know, like, uh, Coke is really fun. It's in no way ever helps you. You know, <laughs> like, it's never a good, you never wake up, you do like Coke two days in a row and you get hammered and you wake up and you're like, let's get back to work. I'm ready for the week. <laughs> you're literally like, man, I haven't like felt the depths of my soul like this in so long. I'm like not a depressed person, but I have made myself depressed by my own choices. <laughs> there will be like days of the week where I'm like, oh, fuck, man, life's not worth it. Like, we're all going to die anyway. And then I like four days later, I'm like, I still know that, but I've always known that. I'm just not sad right now, like chemically. 
Um, but then you could also take like mushrooms and be like, oh shit, maybe there is a God and this is worth it. And so there you go. And that's why I recommend if you're going to do drugs, you should always make sure to put them up your butt. Because <laughs> you need to know what you're working with, you know? You want to numb the system, get a little butt chug going, do your thing. All right. <laughs> what do we got? What do you do when you find a hair in your food? That's a good question, and I actually take pride in this. I fucking pull it out, and I eat my food like a fucking person. I don't give a shit. Unless it's my mom, then I beat the shit out of her, dude, because I don't play that shit. Barbara, get that fucking hair out of my food, you old woman. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like, if it's, if it's egregious or, like, if the, you know, the server is mean to me or I just hate the restaurant, but if it's, like, everyone's doing their best and, you know, the hair falls out, eh, you know, whatever. I sit, I mean, I sulk quietly. I'm very upset. Uh, I, <laughs> I go on Yelp and I destroy them. I light them up. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, it doesn't bother me that much, but I think part of that's because... I really do hate asking for things. Like, like if I go to a restaurant and they put me at the worst table and someone's like, should we move? I'm like, I don't know. I think they hate us. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm like that. I have friends that are like, I, I wish I was more, like, I have friends that just go in and boom, they just get everything done. They set everything up nice. I just, if I'm like with a customer service person, I'm like, oh, yes, thank you very much. I don't, yeah, their jobs suck. I feel good about it. Um, <laughs> babies are dumb. True dad. Uh, that's, that's the point of a baby, um, is that, uh, they're dumb and that you can, it's like a blank canvas. And I think what parenting is, is you take all of like your hopes and dreams that didn't work out and you cram them down the throat of that child and you hope that it becomes what you could not. At least that's what I learned from all of my little league coaches. Because that is how they treated their kids, and it was very uncomfortable, and I hated it. Um, my parents, I think, did a better job, but those guys really were like, my son's going to fucking play for the Orioles. And I was like, dude, he's nine years old. I'm thinking of someone very specific. Um, it's Michael Leonardo. All right. Uh, that is his real name. Hopefully he doesn't listen to Mutiny Radio. Uh, or maybe he should. But babies are dumb, yes. But, you know, I'll eventually, I think I'll have one. Because I like to fuck. <laughs> and I hate condoms. <laughs> so it's going to happen. Um, all right. That's just last pull. Hell yeah. Last time I pull out, Pam. There it is. Uh, this is the first political one yet. Dot, dot, dot. Speaking of blank canvases, <laughs> that's like, I don't, uh, well, I don't know where to take that. Um, I think, I think it's a funny time in politics because uh, as a comedian, everyone comes up to you and they're like, you must be getting all this material. I mean, Donald Trump, right? And that's like, well, it's hard because he's clearly an idiot. So I don't have like a hot take on that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to, like, make political comedy great again because I don't want to be saying the same shit that everyone else is saying. And it's very hard. 
That's why I feel like a lot of comics are going and they're just like giving up and being like, I'll just make fun of the left because they're being fucking crazy. Because if I went up here and I was like, Donald Trump, that guy's a real fucking piece of work, huh? <laughs> you guys would be like, yeah, I'll just watch the news. I don't need you to fucking tell me that. Preaching to the choir is like the most boring thing ever, which is what makes it hard in comedy right now because there's nothing else to say aside from the fact that I hope we don't all die. Um, I, but I think it's cool that we have a president that, uh, that fucks. You know, he gets out there and, you know, he gets it in. And that, I, All right. Um, <laughs> trying, to, trying to come up with something. He fucked a porn star while he's married to, like, his third wife. And the evangelical voting block is like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Which I think is the dawning of the greatest party in American political history. So everybody get your dick wet. That's my time. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know I've been thinking about Melania and porn stars. I've never thought more about porn stars than in this past week because I've never been a porn watcher or anything. Like, just not into it. I didn't even know who the Stormy Daniels girl was. Didn't even know. I learned, I learned through comedy what was really happening. And then I realized that that's how we can, we in San Francisco, we can do our part and we can overtake the presidency. And what we need to do is we need an army of porn stars. And so what I need is some sex workers from kink.com. We're going to get together. And it's going to be like a sting operation, like a massive sting operation, like 50 undercover porn stars with like cameras. And they're all like, yeah. And they all go up to the president. I want to suck your dick. I want to suck your dick. And they've got like a camera. And they're like, tell me about all the bad things you've done. And then they all, wouldn't it be fun? We could compile all the footage together. But the whole point would be that there would be army of porn stars. It's going to be like a new kink.com will become a 501c3 political party. It'll be really exciting. It'll be like, sex workers finally did something. I mean, besides working for everybody and sucking all their dicks and everything. <laughs> sex workers are great. I mean, anyway, okay. I don't want to disparage any sex workers in the making of this joke, honestly. Your next comedian, I learned so much this week in an interview with him and some call me Tim. He's so philosophical. He taught me that, like, I asked him about higher powers and he was like, yeah, there's higher powers, like, gravity's a higher power and like radiation's a higher power and like fucking thinking about it he's exactly right like explain that shit that's magic or we could call it god uh, put your hands together everybody for keith d'souza yeah. all right good to be here on the hell hat sounds like an acdc song doesn't it hell hat Louis C.K. was right? What the fuck? <laughs> Do you care about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? <laughs> That's literally what this says. I, I got a story about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Um, the first year of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, Pam, uh, uh, I see Pam at a mic here. Uh, she goes, hey, uh, you know, we're doing a comedy festival here at Mutiny Radio. Um, uh, you, you should apply to it. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I've known Pam five, six years at this point. Like, uh, do I really need to apply to it, Pam? Can we, you know, you've, you've seen my set before, you know. She's like, no, 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 everyone has to apply. I'm like, all right, all right, yeah, that's, this is just a formality, right? So I go to the website. I, I apply to be a, a comedian in the Mutiny Radio, the first ever Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Uh, cut to a month later, I get a rejection email. 
from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's like, I don't, my ego doesn't need that. You know what I mean? Like, I have friends of mine who are on TV and I'm getting rejected from a comedy festival I didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? So yeah, I do care about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And someday, God damn it, I'm gonna be on it. <laughs> School shootings, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is worse, emoji movie or sausage party? That uh I like sausage party. I'm a sucker for Seth Rogan. I got his phone number. Yeah, you want, you, you want to call him? <laughs> Put it on the old speakerphone here. Let's see, where is it? And emoji movies, by the way, if you're a dude, don't send emoji. My fucking iPhone recommends emojis. It's like, I'm not a prepubescent girl here. I'm trying to get laid, don't... That's, because that's a turn off, right? As a woman, you get a... Oh, here we go. <laughs> Where's the sound come from? The bottom? Uh, the bottom, bottom. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like it's not amplifying it. What? You can check your ear with Seth Rogen's phone number, all right? Oh, my God! Hey, Seth Rogen, it's Keith D, man. Uh, we're at the Mutiny Radio Show. Call us back, all right? You'll be a caller. All right. That guy fucking never answers his phone. Dipping in the hell hat. <laughs> my favorite song right now, my favorite song right now is Hell Hat by ACDC. Talking about that hell hat. Da, da, da. We gonna trim all that fat. Da, da. That sounds like an ACDC song, right? My favorite cuss. C-U-S-S, cuss. That's a good question, isn't it? The N word, the C word. What is, what is the best? I would say cock smoker. <laughs> that's, that's my go-to. Some may say it's homophobic. I, I think it brings an imagery. Actually, smoking a cock, you know. <laughs> You got cum smoke just coming out of your mouth. <laughs> My cat is better than your mom. How was that? How, how was that? Background, Background toilet. <laughs> God forbid anybody has to take a shit. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to know it. My cat is better than your mom. 
I didn't come out of that pussy. All right. No, uh, oh, go fuck yourself. Hey, hey, well, you know those people? There were like three people who came in here. Did you know them? Yeah. They were your friends. Yeah. And then they, uh, what? I didn't know we had to pay to be here, right? They drink. No, they couldn't drink. Yeah. Those goddamn pigs, all right? You guys aren't undercover cops, are you? Are there any undercover cops here? You got to you got to tell me if you are. <laughs> That's Yeah, we we can't drink here because uh, an undercover cop came here one time. And now we're losing fucking audience members. This place would be full. And now it's at 40% capacity. Cat is better than your mom. You know what? If your mom is an undercover cop, <laughs> that, get him fucking spayed, okay? Don't spread that demon semen. This is not even English. It's plus, okay. It's, I can't read Sanskrit, goddammit. I'll read the back of it. Ever tried it? Thomas muttered, smiling. <laughs> you couldn't swim until you were. That's it. I didn't write it. <laughs> I didn't write that, all right? Am I picking too many, fam? No, you're perfect. There's enough, right? Oh, there's plenty. Look at all these here. Why is bowling a sport? Because fat, drunk people need to feel like they're an athlete sometimes, all right? <laughs> I, so I can brag about my sporting accomplishments. You guys bowlers? <laughs> What's your highest? What's the highest bowling score here? 173. Anybody beat that? No, fucking exactly. <laughs> the LeBron James of amateur bowling, goddammit. Yeah. This isn't even what I'm good at. I you should see me bowling. I'm getting pregnant, so you can all drop dead. I feel there's like there's a lot of like child theme ones here. Oh, welcome to Mutiny Radio. How's it going? It could be better. Jesus, I just give me a chance here, lady. <laughs> you haven't even heard me tell a joke here. You know what this show is? The theme of this show it's a uh, improv based. So the last prompt I got, I'm getting pregnant so you can all drop dead. Especially that fetus. You know what I'm saying? I'm pro-abortion here. Who's pro-abortion? Yeah. What, you're not? You're not? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> What makes you tick? You know what makes me tick? It's fucking tick-tock clocks when I'm trying to sleep, all right? You're trying to sleep, you hear a clock every fucking second ticking. Now, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not, I should have been more creative, but you know. <laughs> you're like, well, that's just the first thing you thought of. 
<laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> what makes you tick? Oh, the clock that ticks? You're just doing word association and trying to pass that off as quality entertainment? I paid 10 bucks to be here, you fucking asshole. But I don't like them. I don't like tick clocks. Also, police officers, all right? You know what is even worse than police o- Police dogs. That shit is animal cruelty, all right? The dog shouldn't be having to work. You're going to give a dog a job? That's a slave, all right? <laughs> I could talk at length about that. <laughs> what makes you tick? I could do my whole act, <laughs> my stand-up comedy act. It's just shit that makes me tick. And I'll tell you about school shootings. <laughs> My favorite myth, that voting does anything. Aww. That's, you know, anytime you get hopeful about politics, oh man, that Bernie Sanders, he can actually change. No, he's not. That shit is never, how old are you? Shouldn't you know by now? Don't ever get your hopes behind the politics. Also, credit scores aren't a real number, all right? <laughs> credit scores are an imaginary fucking number. Oh, what, I can't buy a house or start a business? Oh, no, I was totally going to do that. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going for the world's lowest credit score. You know what I'm saying? Those creditors call you, just fuck with them. It's one of my joys in life. Last poll. Spill coffee on new white shirt. Yeah, spill coffee all over those whiteies, all right? Okay. All the coffee, all the coffee that those white shirts spilled on us all those years. Yeah, that's what's called a metaphor, you fucking people. Earlier with that TikTok clock thing, you're all, this guy's an idiot. Well, how about that? I created a metaphor for white shirts applying to race politics. Where were you when the white shirts spilled their coffee on our nation? Where were you when the Haynes Company Express, okay, all right. I don't <laughs> I had a good time. I had a wonderful time. Let's uh let's give it up for the troops. Come on, make some for troops. <laughs>Besting the hell hat. Uh, your next comedian, he's my, one of my favorite old mans and my second favorite ginger. Uh, it's, he's like, it's, no, I'm sorry. There's, uh, he's my first favorite ginger, obviously. Well, I like Max Eddie a lot right now. But you're my, I mean, he's, and we've got Rolf Scar in the room, too. We have a lot of gingers today. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he's also on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yay! <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Keith, I too was snubbed once by the Pamtastic Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and it left a scar on my soul. 
But you know, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not dwelling on it. <laughs> Deep into the hat. What are you on a scale from one to 10? Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I'm under 5'9", I know that, on a scale of one to 10. So I'm like half, I guess, like a five. I'm like a five-five. Don't read too much into that. <laughs> I mean, amongst gingers, I'm like, I'm like a daddy, you know. <laughs> but then again, short guys, like among short guys, I gotta be like a 10 among short guys. But bald guys, bald guys are like bald and virile guys. I'm just like losing a little bit. I'm not one of them. <laughs> the best grilled cheese. I actually don't really eat a lot of grilled cheese, so I really have nothing to say on that. Should have left that for a, a funnier comic. Free, be truly free. There's a lot of feeling in that one. I feel one of the hippier people wrote that. Is, is, this, is this like an act out? Free, be truly free? Is that a commercial for one of those pills that you take? Like, could be for anything really. Bladder control, I guess. I'd like to be free, but I live in San Francisco. <laughs> As you know, it's hell of expensive here. I'm not gonna fuck with it. Free, be truly free. <laughs> I'm free from this microphone stand. Can you whistle? <laughs> Who can whistle here? <laughs> That was from our seafaring days when I was, I used to roam the seven seas, catching cod. Those were the days. Not like you landlubbers, right? <laughs> Did you eat Play-Doh or paste as a kid? Both. I mean, I, I, I grew up in the 70s. That stuff was like nutritious back then. It's totally edible. That's why my gut bacteria is like, can eat bones and just digest them. Who didn't eat Play-Doh and paste as a kid? You didn't? Oh. Girls, girls didn't. The girls didn't. The girls didn't. This is part of every boy's diet growing up. And it was Elmer's glue, not paste. I didn't eat paste. That's like classier stuff. I ate like the generic Joe six-pack Elmer's glue. Calcium, I think, is in that, actually. Hmm? Does it taste good? <laughs> I, uh, I gotta say, I don't actually recall the taste. It's probably pretty bland. I'm sure I just did it to impress a girl. Did it work? <laughs> There's no possible health. The worst sound? Oh, God, I know the worst sound. I know the worst sound. 
See, I work in plumbing. <laughs> and uh, we were doing the stacks outside of an apartment building. The stack is like where all of your human effluence comes down and goes into the main sewer system underground. So it's that, <clears throat> it's this big pipe out of here. We were fixing it, right, replacing it. We put signs on everyone's door, hey, the plumbers are working here, you know, don't flush the toilet. And we're working there, and we heard this gurgle, <laughs> this gurgle that could have only meant one thing, and we were just trapped under there. <laughs> I mean, not 100% trapped. Luckily, most plumbers are big dudes, but we were two slender gentlemen. So we just got like thin as motherfucking, you can thinner than like thinner than this thing. Just got as thin as fucking possible and let that shit splash all over the place. And that guy ate a lot of burritos and did not chew. <laughs> yeah. So that was just like hose it down and we're done for the day. Anyone got anything to compete with that? Anything? <laughs> Nothing? Anyone's, what's in second place, right? That's the worst sound. The day you found Jesus. I never found Jesus. I found a motherfucking Jesus a bunch of times, though. I found hella Jesuses. See, I work in plumbing, it's construction. There's a lot of. <laughs> Which always made me wonder about Trump. Like, he claimed to work in construction, and then he's like, you know, those Mexicans. And like, who the fucking construction makes fun of the Aztecs and the fucking Mayans, right? I mean, he obviously never been to a job site because there's a lot of fucking Mexicans there. Are you afraid of heights? Yeah, I'm totally afraid of heights. Who isn't? <laughs> You're not afraid of heights? What do you do, roofing? <laughs> Are you like Rosie the Riveter doing skyscrapers or something? You're just not afraid of heights at a desk job. That's like a marketable skill. VR helps you overcome the heights. VR? VR. That's VR. I'm talking about heights where you could actually <laughs> fall and break your ass. Where you get all that vertigo and shit. Heights. Yeah, so it's a good thing I was short, right? Afraid of heights. If I was tall, I'd be falling all the time. Is that why tall people fall all the time? Tall people fall a lot. I do not trust skinny cooks. I don't believe in that. How's that supposed to be funny? Not trust skinny cooks. That seems valid, right? They get exercise or they have metabolisms or something. They don't have to be fat. Are you guys like that? Are you guys sizists? All judgy because the cook's not fat? Yes. You are? Be true to yourself. <laughs> My pants are too tight. Hell no, man. I don't like tight pants, skinny jeans, all that shit. I don't get it. How do you move around? 
It makes my package look bigger? <laughs> Honey, I'm up here. I'm up here. <laughs> makes my package look bigger. It would scrunch it all up. And I, I need generous use of pocket. Like skinny jeans, no way. I used to have a, a fanny pack so I could carry stuff around it, but the zipper broke. I was famous for my fanny pack. Renowned, even. And now without that, I gotta carry everything in my pocket, so skinny jeans are just out. Last pull. Last pull. This one has an emoji on it. My friend Totoro. Is that like a, do you know what this is? <laughs> Totoro. So more Japanese. Totoro. So I'm not into this shit, man. I, I grew up when like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Mel Blank. Mel Blank, exactly. Yosemite Sam. People have accused me of being Yosemite Sam, but by the way, they've said that I look like. They used to, yeah, I used to play on this rugby team and when I, would, I would get fiery sometimes. And that to make fun of me, they would go like, <laughs> like, like, I was being, like I was being the most angry thing possible. Like, yeah, Maddie, I'm all mad. <laughs> that was, that was, that's my cartoon reference. I don't know, no, Totoro. All right, that's it for me, Muni Radio. Sayonara. <laughs>
<laughs> like, it's possible. And then he walks to the other Asian in the bar, <laughs> and she was Jessa. And then they sat in the front row, and then I tried to make fun of them, and it didn't work out very well, so now I'm here. <laughs> Can I just say, no, not real. You would it's never. Real. I didn't, it, it's been dead for years. How <laughs> many years? Two years, okay. Three, no, like one 10, year. 12, 15, 17 years. It's been dead forever. What kind of animal is this? How did you know that? <laughs> Do you know I your furs? <laughs> no, I'm just like threatening you with it. <laughs> <laughs> is that okay to do here? I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a, it'd be worse if I had like a beer because then the undercover cops would like get us. But um, I was just, oh my God, it's a fox. Yeah, yeah. How's that for improvisational comedy, guys? I'm just avoiding this because now I'm afraid of it. What I wish my nickname was. Uh, my nickname actually is Jean. Uh, my parents, when I got to kindergarten, decided white people cannot handle your Chinese name, Shiznit. <laughs> So they decided to name me Jane. First day of school, dad fills out the form, spells Jane wrong. <laughs> 30 years later, still Jean. <laughs> but like messing up my name for my entire life, nah, that's okay. <laughs> it could have been serious. Like I'm really allergic to penicillin. Uh, my throat swells up, I can't breathe. Why is that so funny, Mr. Cashbox? <laughs> There's always one person in the audience who like, oh, you guys, that was that was not improvisational. That's okay though. I gotta get laughs somehow. So <laughs> there's always one person who thinks that like my deathly allergy to penicillin is funny. It is kind of funny. That's the worst thing about SF. <laughs> my allergy to penicillin. My throat swells up and I can't breathe. More importantly, I can't eat uh, chocolate, men, uh, or edibles. <laughs> so like, what if I had to go to the hospital? Oh, good timing, dude. Okay, I'm the only one who thought that was good timing. So, <laughs> what if I had to go to the hospital and my dad had to fill out the form allergic to penicillin? I'd get to the operating room, the doctor would be like, wait, clear the room of pencils. No, penicillin pencils, no, no, damn it. <laughs> the best joke is the one you have to explain. <laughs> Let's get uh, Jen on the operating table. Use a short table, she's two foot five. <laughs> and while you're at it, can you give her the white people eyelids? <laughs> the, the entire spectrum. <laughs> Pam laughs and you sigh. <laughs> oh, that, okay, let's move away from eyelids, you guys. Eyelids works outside of San Francisco. Oh my God, did you empty the cash bucket? I'm gonna grease my hand later and try to. <laughs> the scariest robot future sequence. I, nah. Was it Robocop? <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you wanna change about yourself? Oh, I'm always like, you know, I could lose like, 
35 pounds. No. <laughs> no, like, I think I don't have terrible self-esteem. I think I'm okay. Um, I'm like a four, let's be honest. 4.26 if you count my honors classes. <laughs> but I do have a vajayjay. It's always fun to watch reactions to this. <laughs> That's the second slow clap I've gotten for that one. <laughs> slow clap vajayjay. So sometimes I have to bat away a dick. Mostly figuratively. <laughs> but like, I'm a four. Can you imagine being a ten? Be like working the speed bag at a boxing gym. Well, hello, welcome. Hi, you guys just missed my dick joke. That's okay, plenty more to come. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what I think when my mom talks to me. Oh, you guys, I just moved back from Hong Kong. I grew up somewhere much more glamorous, Fremont. <laughs> and I just moved in with my mom. And my mom likes to tell me the best thing. She's like, when you were a kid, so ugly. <laughs> He's like, she, and this is true, this is all true, you guys. Comedy is tragedy plus time or not enough time. So he's like, you're so ugly, you're dark skinned. Oh, racist Chinese, okay. Dark skinned, skinny, and so dry. So I was dark skinned, skinny, and dry. Like, what did she want? A light skinned, fat, moist kid? <laughs> okay, to say now, you look normal. Almost. <laughs> yeah, she does that. She's like, thank God you turned out kind of normal. <laughs> like, you're such an ugly kid. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks, Mom. She also likes to say, what does she say? Um, I'm a teacher. Hashtag failed Asian. <laughs> and uh, I used to have favored child status. Like, between me and my brother, I used to be like Canada. <laughs> and now I'm like North Korea. <laughs> Full of hot air, probably need an updated haircut. <laughs> My mom, like, she's like, but your brother, real Asian, work for tech company. <laughs> and so tall, five foot four. <laughs> There's someone who really likes that one back there. Which app do I need to delete? Tinder, because I'm not Jessa. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Want to know every thought I had today? No. <laughs> you don't want to know every thought that I had today. Did I have any fun thoughts today? Nope. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Oh, this is a great one, Pam. Live, laugh, and love. And let that show you that Pam is in writing, has a master's in creative writing. Is that alliteration? Do you see that, bitches? Live, laugh, and love. Don't fuck with this woman. Have a nice night, MG. <laughs>
actually wrote that one down to make fun of those people. I was hoping that someone would be like, live, laugh, love, fuck that fucking book. That one that says, I'm 40 and I'm going to go figure out my life in Italy and then in, in India and wherever else the fuck she went because she had money. Fuck you. Go to India. Guy can't even afford to go to Daly City on the BART. That's like six bucks. Come to my open mic in Daly City. Fuck you. I don't have six bucks. I'm... They give you this a 50 cent now thing on the card. You swipe the card and now you got to get, they're like, we want to track you on that weird little clipper card. So don't use these, maybe it has something to do with that universe. I don't know. Maybe those little BART cards are ruining the environment and it's like all this weird magnetic stuff. Your next comedian will know because he works for Greenpeace. And I don't know what, I don't even know what the bad things in the world are, Uh, but we're going to find out. He's a hilarious guy. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Rolf Scar. Damn. My God, the hat. It's like a uh, fucked up stoner Trivial Pursuit game or something. You ever played the old school one? I like the old blue one. All the rest of the versions after that, the Trivial Pursuit, no way. I was looking for the science of nature because I'm good at that. Come on, give me a green. Give me a green. Something about frogs. I can nail it. All right, this is going to be my favorite nonsense word. Oh, okay. My favorite nonsense word. Uh, I'm, uh, I made one up. It's bullshit and uh, malarkey put together. I call it balarkey because I think it's like a double hit when I hear something that's stupid. I say, that's a bunch of balarkey. And it, you can alliterate with it. It's a bunch of balarkey. And you don't have to curse. You don't have to say bullshit in front of children. So that's, that's my favorite nonsense word right there currently. I also like to, uh, I'm an atheist, so instead of saying holy smokes, I've just dropped the holy part. And I just go, smokes! And uh, you should try it because somehow it hits a little harder. It's just, you know, because you get right to it. Like, holy smokes, that sounds dumb. But if you're like, smokes! Like that is, it actually gets people's attention. They're like, is there fire? Is there smoke? What's going on? So you can use that one. I want to spread that one around. We don't have to, we don't have to bring God into that. Okay. Are you still a shit talker? Oh my. Yeah, I got to dial it back a little bit sometimes. You know what I mean? Shit talking is... I think it's, it's cheap. It's too easy, the shit talk. At work or whatever, you know? You're like, oh, the boss is this and that and that. I think shit talking is uh, good in sports, you know, and in social circles, but you got to leave it out of the, the, professional, the professional realm. Uh, I'm going to keep just, I'm going to go to the bottom. So I think that's where some good ones are. There we go. All right. Every Ming flashes for a season. You guys help me out with that? <laughs> It's my fault for going to the bottom. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm in favor of flashers. I think I just admire their, their the chutzpah, you know, of flashing. I, I, I don't do it myself, but I'm figuring if you're going to run out onto that golf course, do you see that, the Waste Management Golf Tournament? It was somewhere in Arizona. The only reason I know this is because I went to Arizona like a couple days later, and they were still talking about it. Waste Management is the biggest trash company like in the world, and they have a golf tournament. And golf tournament is what you think if the biggest trash company had a golf tournament. It's chaos. And this dude just buck naked, because usually golf is like, shh, quiet, you know, and everything's quiet, and everyone's like talking in hush tones. But this is just like, woo, it's a big party. And this naked guy ran out onto the golf course, and there was no security. So he just like rolled around for a while, and then it was pretty funny. It'd be funnier than this show. He's like, uh, he practices putt, but he didn't have a club or anything. He was just out there nude, and uh, people filming were like, 
where's the security? Where's the security? But they're like, also, this is going to be a great video for my Instagram feed. <coughs> All right. Made something out of that. Drag queens are awesome, is what it says. Yeah, I think so. I did a comedy show one time in a uh, drag queen bar. I don't think it exists anymore. It was in the Tenderloin, and it was super fun. But uh, the last thing I remember was being mostly nude, uh, speaking of flashing, outside smoking hash with a lot of folks. And uh, I don't know what happened after that. But the, but <laughs> the audience was great. Uh, the participate, you know, because listen, I mean, folks uh, need to do what they want to do. And I think the more people embrace whatever freaking stuff they got going on, uh, the better. <laughs> Call your mom. Oh, man. Right now? She's sleeping, probably. Uh, my mom is great, though. Uh, my mom is Norwegian. She came from a shithole country. Uh, <laughs> it was a shithole. And then they got oil. And then they got smart. And they nationalized that shit. Instead of giving all the profits to Exxon, they put it into like education and healthcare and stuff like that. But it was a shithole when she was there. So she moved over to the United States, married my dad. Her name's Runa, R-U-N-A. And then later when she grew up, she realized um, that she was a lesbian. And she hung out with this other woman who also moved over when Norway was a shithole country, uh, who's also named Runa. And now they're both married. And it's beautiful, uh, and she's still not a U.S. citizen. My mom's kind of a hero. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's pretty great. Anyway, she could, I could tell you more about my mom, uh, and I'll call her tomorrow. Thanks for the reminder, Pam. <laughs> All right. Scariest thing right now? Okay. Scary? Audience participation. What's the scariest thing right now? Trump. Trump? Okay, I thought you'd say that. Same vote. <laughs> Says Trump again. Anyone uh, not? Is that not the scariest thing for somebody? Oh, God damn it. All right, we got Trump, Trump, Trump. I think uh, on, a, on a personal level, uh, scariest thing is just decision making in general. You know, you, you ever have that? Just sort of like, I had that moment where uh, I, was, I was doing laundry and I was trying to figure out like, Am I gonna put the colors in with the with the light colors? Am I gonna put my towel in? Like I got paralyzed for a second there, and the scariest thing because sometimes when you put the towels in with the socks, the, the little pieces come off and they stick to the socks. And anyway, it's not a big deal, but it was scary that I got fucking paralyzed by that. And I thought decision making is only gonna get worse as time goes on and I get older and older. All right, uh, <laughs> abortion's cool. I felt like we had one earlier that was like that, Pam. Uh, abortion's cool. Uh, listen, uh, for people that uh, you know oppose abortion, uh, I want to talk to them about this when we're in line. You know, well, like when you're in the TSA line or you're waiting to get into the, the ballpark or you're stuck in traffic and be like, "Look, what if half these people weren't here?" You know, because like, <laughs> I think it might be too many. I think it could be too many. I'm not saying don't have babies. Go ahead, have babies. It's fine. I'm not going to have them. Uh, I'm not judging you if you do. I'm just saying that, in general, there might be enough of us now. Like, we might have enough people, you know? And it's okay if your human race goes on, but, uh, but I don't think we need to uh, be fruitful and multiply. That was, like, the one thing we did from the Bible. Like, <laughs> all the other commandments and things, we just ignored. We just we keep shooting each other, killing each other. <laughs> Covering each other's wives and husbands all the time and like be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, we check that off the list. Let's move on to the other ones, please. Okay. Uh, my hand hurts. Can you still read these? <laughs> oh, Pam. You got a brace or something you can put on there? Handwriting's pretty good, actually. It's youthful. This is youthful uh, handwriting. It sort of looks like um, the kind of middle school, high school kind of like, uh, you know, you kind of, I guess that's where we, that's when we used to write. 
You know, now we just type. I tried to write the other day. I was like, what the? I had capital letters. I was writing in all caps. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? And then it switched to cursive. And it was just like garbage. So the one thing I know how to write now is my signature. You know, when you got to sign for a bill or something like that. But writing is a lost art. I guess we should try that again sometime. Sorry about your hand. How do you feel about disco? Okay, now this is controversial. How do you guys feel about disco? Okay, and the detractors. There's a in the corner. All right, because this used to be a thing because like like metal people would like destroy disco records and run over them in stadiums and things. It was like an anti-disco movement actively in the 80s. I'm old enough to remember this. Uh, I liked it. I like it because here's why. I'm gonna bring my mom back into this. She's from Norway, and uh, I grew up listening to uh, my dad who listened to Stones and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff, classic rock, uh, Chuck Berry stuff like that. But my mom was straight up just ABBA. Like all the time, and I know like words to ABBA songs that no one ever plays. They were like on the vinyl records used to play, and and if if someone's playing one for some reason or it's being sampled in a song, I'll totally just start singing along with it, not knowing I know the B sides of, of ABBA. So there's something there. Uh, being born in the '70s, I think maybe I heard it while I was in the womb. All right. I didn't cheat. I didn't look. You guys, I know you're like, is he looking? Uh, I pulled this one. The best way to die. Man, the best way to die. I think there's two different questions here. Best way to die like uh, accidentally or not on purpose and the best way to die suicide. I think there are two different ways to do that. I was thinking about suicide the other day, not because I want to kill myself, but I was like, what? Because some people kill themselves. I'm like, that sounds shitty. Like jumping off the bridge. You know, you can fucking live. That would be horrible. That's worse than just regular living. And jumping in front of buses and shit and like now you ruined like can you imagine you're the train driver and this happens a lot for train drivers they have to just watch and they can't stop because you know they don't the trains don't stop that quick and then you just ruin that person's life and so i was thinking there's got to be a better way and i was thinking eaten by a bear and here's why because <laughs> first of all like a big bear not some fucking pussy ass like a, a black bear in the sierras i'm talking about go up to alaska go get a big ass kodiak you know, and just, you know, rev him up, slap him in the face a few times. And he's going to slap your head off so quick, it'll be done in a second. And then he's going to eat you, and then you'll be a bear for like a little bit until he poops you out. And I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> sharks, too. When people get scared about sharks, I'm like, that's a fucking badass way to go. Are you kidding me? And we don't get eaten up by sharks anymore because they rescue us too quick. Did you know this? There's still lots of great whites out there. They bite you, and then they go, they wait for you to bleed out before they finish it. That's super smart because they're eating elephant seals and stuff. And elephant seals will fuck you up once you bite them. You know, they'll come back with teeth and stuff like that. So shark just waits for you to bleed out and now they rescue you. I like the old days where, the, you know, you didn't get rescued. You just got to be part of a shark. Uh, okay. And then ocean poop. Like, we don't even know what happens to ocean poop. It goes down, right? Gets eaten a little bit by fishes. But then what? It's like, two miles down there, you're in the Mariana Trench. Who knows what's going on down there? That's a good second life. Okay, the grossest thing you've ever seen in a tenderloin. All right, I know what this is, actually. I wanted to make a joke out of this, and it's not a bit yet, but uh, uh, so I, I ride my bike everywhere, and I was riding my bike through the tenderloin, and uh, ever noticed that pigeons are different depending on the neighborhood that you're in? So, like, I live kind of upper hate area, and on the hate, you know, they're fucked up pigeons. You know, they're not, they never have all of the toes, you know? <laughs> But then you get to the tender, and you go up like uh, Ashbury Heights. You walk up to those hills. They're not even pigeons anymore. They're like morning doves. You know, like <laughs> fucking. I swear you could do this. I'm not lying. Like, they're like, coo, coo, and they don't eat 
fucking hamburger wrappers or anything. And they sit in trees. Pigeons don't even fucking sit in trees. You see a pigeon in a tree, you call the rescue. Like someone, someone rescue this pigeon out of this tree. Put him on top of a quarter store where he belongs. Uh, in the Tenderloin, I was biking. And usually in the Tenderloin, you really, really got to keep your wits about you as a biker because traffic laws, you know, are a little bit sort of fuzzy. And, and also... <laughs> You get, you get runners, is what I call them. Just the folks that are like, burp, 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 like right through the intersection. And even though their arms don't move when they walk, their legs, it's fast. And, and, they, and they, it's always in the middle of the intersection and usually behind a van or something. So they just shoot out suddenly. So you really got to have your wits about me. But this one time, I was dealing with all that. And then in the middle uh, of the intersection, there was a pigeon, right? It was dead, right? And of course, and then there was another pigeon, and the other pigeon was eating the dead pigeon. It was eating the dead pigeon from the cavity, like the, the chest, and it was like there was red stringy things. I was like, God damn, holy shit! There's something about a pigeon eating another pigeon. It's horrified me, and of course they eat other pigeons. I just had never seen it before. I've seen a hawk eat a pigeon. That's fine with me. Something about a fucking pigeon eating a pigeon. Burger wrappers lying around. Why are you eating one of your own kind? And do you know what that pigeon has been eating its whole life? Crack, cr crack craps. Like you're. This is not free. This is not healthy for you, pigeon. Anyway, uh, that's why they get all oily in the tenderloin. That's why they get all oily. They've got this. Yeah, it, it's bad diet, and uh, it shows. Okay. All right. Stop for death. Okay, listen. Stop for death. What is that? Stop for death. Well, I mean, we all have to stop for death, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just attracting some dark ass energy tonight. Stop for death. Yeah, we gotta stop for death. I mean, we, we gotta like uh, go for life, though. I think more importantly, and we do that by stopping for death. I mean, I don't want to get too serious here for a second, but you know, you meditate on death every day, and then you live your life a little better. And I think that's okay. Yeah, there's almost nothing worse than maybe living forever. And so let's uh, let's make the most of Mutiny Radio here tonight. <laughs> Last pull. All right, it's a long one. Let's see what it says. I don't know anything about the affair with Pastor Greg. <laughs> Who's Pastor Greg? I definitely don't know anything about the affair with Pastor Greg. Here's the thing, though. If you're having an affair with Pastor, it's probably a good time, you know, because this guy is probably pretty tightly wound. I remember I lost my virginity uh, to, a, to a woman I met at the, the youth, uh, what, what do you call it? youth group, you know, in, in church. So, yeah, lots of people get freaky in church. That's why a lot of people go to church to begin with. They pretend, but no, that's a place you get freaky. And, uh, and so Pastor Greg, you know, and whoever did the affair with him, I'm for it. I'm for it. Give up your host, Ham Benjamin. Thanks for watching. Rolf Scar, everybody. Yay. He's back. He was on a long hiatus saving the world, but now he's back to comedy, and we're excited. Your last comedian, you guys ready for your headliner? He is a gem, a joy of the San Francisco comedy scene. He is totally hilarious, and I have no idea what he's going to do with this basket, but we're going to love it. Everybody put your hands together for FC Sierra. I, uh, I for one, huh? oh, it's a sweater, but <laughs> I don't know why I I don't know why I had to correct you there. Uh, I had like a long time in my life, like when I was going to college, if I would like carry something that I was reading, people were like, oh, 
oh, what you reading? I'd be like, a book. And I'd realize like in time, oh, I was an asshole. And I just didn't, I didn't know. But yeah, it says pyrotechnics for beginners. Uh, I'm not here to, to pump this brand. My girlfriend has like eight of these shirts. So uh, I've already contributed enough to that company's success, I believe. Uh, happy to be here. I am also happy that Rolf is back in comedy. I think that's an honor. Yeah, it's great. I saw him, if you don't know what the OMG nightclub is, it's a very, uh, it's a very upstanding, very uh, dirty homosexual uh, bar. Like it doesn't cater to clean homosexuals. You don't go there if you're a, if you're a nice gay guy and you take showers every day. No, you don't go there. You go to another spot that's a little bit like nicer gay. But uh, anyway, I was there at an open mic and they happened to have that day. I don't know if it was just like they were planning on having it right in front of the, the dirty gay nightclub, but they had one of those uh, big buses that you could go and have like your AIDS test or your chlamydia or syphilis test in that thing. It's sort of like a bookmobile, but for AIDS. Uh, but they had one of those outside that club, sort of, I think, just catering to the clientele. And I saw Rolf uh, with his bike and he biked past there. And I was like, oh, is that Rolf? And I, I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, so I got excited. And then he didn't acknowledge me at first. He kind of like turned and kept going. So I was like, oh shit. I just busted in on him trying to go to the AIDS bookmobile, and now he's gonna have to enter the comedy game again just to cover up the fact that he wanted to get his free prophylactics. But, but obviously it's not that, so I'm happy about that. Cheers to Rolf. Difference between Catholics and Lutherans. Is that you, Pam? <laughs> You know when like someone asks you a question enough and you're just like, I take that as a challenge uh, to a lot of things in my life. Obviously, I don't. I know that the the Lutherans were the people they they put the they put the paper on the front of the church. And they're like, hey, read this fucking paper, and people are like, well, they already gave us the Bible. That's like a bunch of words on that, and they were like, no, this paper's more important. Uh, and then they just made a religion off it, and apparently they don't have hell. I know that they don't have hell. Catholics. I was raised Catholic, uh, so you you learn about hell before you learn about heaven. Like you don't know anything that's going on good if you if you die. You're just like, oh, you want you're gonna go to hell if that happens. It's never like, oh, you can go to heaven if you do this. It's like, no, you're probably going to hell. Uh, but but you could do some good stuff for the church before then, and so that's nice. Service. Uh, Lutherans. I don't know. Like, I feel bad for the Lutherans, too, because, like, Jesus, most famous Jesus ever, right? Jesus, most famous Jesus ever, the founder of Lutheranism, uh, Martin Luther. He's not even the most famous Martin Luther anymore. Like, he doesn't even get to have that. He made a whole fucking religion. There's, like, 500 million people that have to go to the Lutheran church, and they're just like, you're not going to hell anyway. And they're like, why don't we even come here? But they still go. They're Lutherans. And then he doesn't even get to have the fame from being the best Martin Luther. Everybody's like, but he didn't even fuck like Martin Luther King did. It's like he didn't even have the extra stuff. Which is, by the way, uh, the coolest thing about Martin Luther King and Gandhi uh, is when you find out that they were also into a lot of sex. 
because uh, it feels like it would be exhausting. I don't think about like peace and sex at the same time. And they had like enough of a multitasking mind that they were, it was like a dolphin. You know when they're able to stay awake because they have the two brains, they just switch to a brain and they're like, oh, peace, love, give me some orange juice. And then he's like, no, I want to sleep next to my niece. Gandhi, not Martin Luther King. Not Martin Luther King Jr. Not Martin Luther King Jr. Gandhi slept next to his niece. He says he didn't he says he didn't do anything. I've heard he says he didn't do anything. Still weird. <laughs> and also just like the conversation with the niece too. Like even if they weren't having sex, they'd have to be awake next to each other in a bed for at least 40 minutes before you fall asleep. What do you talk about? What do you talk about? Like, what do you talk about with a 13-year-old niece of yours? Like, oh, that's, that's a great birthday party last week, wasn't that? Oh my God, what a pinata. Uh, they probably didn't have pinatas back in colonial India. Uh, or maybe they were filled with something else, just like, uh, you know, despair or whatever. But uh, it was generally not happy before he did his stuff but he still slept with a niece. Like, he's still, like, I don't, it's like when you th try to think about what would Tom Hanks have to do for me not to like Tom Hanks anymore? I don't know if he could do anything. Like, I don't know if, if Tom Hanks came into this room and killed all of us, I'd be like, God damn, what did we do? It's like, I'd instantly, like, I'm gonna blame the victim in this situation because Tom Hanks is on my side. I know that it's, he's my Santa Claus. Uh, if I could just, Put cookies, he's a diabetic also. Yeah, Tom Hanks, diabetic. You know, that's almost as bad as sleeping next to your niece. But, uh, but so is my dad, diabetic, not niece sleeper. Uh, really, really got off track here. Uh, are your dreams boring? I've been wanting to talk about this for years. Uh, but I didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do this in the guise of going up and telling jokes at a comedy show. So because it came out of that hell hat, uh, which is obviously named for that, because if you've ever worn that hat, you deserve to go to hell for sure uh, for the death of that fox and for the fashion. Uh, that's a double. I'm sorry, Pam. It's a lovely hat. I'm sure you look great in it. Uh, but I've been wanting to talk about my dreams for years. I have issues with my dreams. Do you have extraordinary dreams, ma'am? Really? Do you, ha do you remember your dreams? Do you smoke like too much weed too? That's what my doctor said. He said, you smoke more weed, you remember your dreams less. And it's just like, well, I also, uh, if I don't smoke weed, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, feeling a lot more murderous just in general in my life. So in my day waking, I don't wanna go, angry but but I get dreams too uh, and it's it's mostly like you know when people have dreams and they tell you about their dream they're like oh I had a dream uh, and I walked into this empty room uh, it, it was empty but it was like a color I can't describe the color but it, people never describe but you you accept it in the dream and I walked in there and it was my dead mother and and it was amazing and I got to talk with my dead mother for for 15 minutes, and then the guy from Stranger Things came out, and he said, that's not your dead mother, this is a Tide commercial. And then you're like, wow, that's amazing. That's, wow, that, that's a weird, that's a, you got a lot going on in your life. Uh, but with me, it's just like, I'll have dreams where it's just like, I'm in the dream, you always accept that, like, if you're in a dream and you have fins, 
You're just like, all right, I gotta, I guess I gotta deal with these fins. You never like go figure out how to use the fins. You're already mid, mid fin. You never have to like, the first, the first 30 minutes of the superhero movie is already over by the time you're in the dream. Like you're already fucking Spider-Man. You don't have to have your dead uncle die or whatever or anything like that. So you gotta, you gotta be in that world and you accept it. And the only time, like I've had this dream seven times in my life where I am in my life I am in my regular, regular day, and cottage cheese doesn't exist. I know this in my head, and cream cheese. I've had both. I don't know what the difference is if, if I had a different body chemistry. Cottage cheese or cream cheese doesn't exist. I'm in the dream, and I know this. I don't even ask. People aren't talking about cream. Oh, did you hear? All the cream cheese disappeared. What the fuck? We have to, we'll make a mystery out of this, and then it's Scooby-Doo style. Not even that. It's just like, oh, it's not even like I come across a bagel or a can of peaches or anything like that. It just, it doesn't exist. And then I go on with the rest of my day. It's not even good. Like, I've had dreams. One time I worked a double shift at my sandwich making, which when you're working a double shift, you want it to have meaning, not just double the sandwiches you made your previous day. Uh, so it's not really completionary, but I had a double shift at my sandwich making job I went and did comedy so I felt worse and then I went home and I fell asleep for eight hours where I dreamt an entire shift at my sandwich making job and then I woke up and I had to go to the next shift again like I worked four fucking shifts in like 25 hours I don't know how I and it was just it wasn't even like extraordinary sand oh god the the toaster's burning everything today we gotta figure this no regular sandwiches Enjoy this thing I make every day. Enjoy this thing that I make every day. Not, not extraordinary. Not extraordinary. And like, do you think Martin Luther, like, king, important one, uh, do you think he really had that dream? It's just, no, it's just like, if it... If it was like a dream, like he's making a metaphor out of it, and it's like, oh, I have a dream, sort of like I have a hope, I have a wish, I understand that. But if he really had that dream, he must have been like, like he, went, he goes down and he, he goes to his regular life and he just sees white people and black people and Chinese people and they're interacting and they're just being regular. And then he just dreams that for like three weeks and it's just like fucking jump rope, somebody driving a car, and you're like, oh, how's it going, guy riding a car? And it's just a dude that looks different than you. And he has that for like six weeks, and he's like, God damn it, I gotta come up with something out of this thing. Uh, you know, everybody in there looked different. There was kids, and there was adults, and they were looking different, and then they were also living. So it's not like I had, it's not like a meaningless dream. It's actually something that I could base my quasi-religion on. Uh, and it's beautiful. And that's what we have now. That's America. Built off probably a dream. <laughs> oh, man. Or it says, oh, wham. Or it says, oh, ma. Like a, like a fish gel. I'm sorry, Gene. You've mentioned being Asian. I was looking at Asian restaurant. Uh, I, I know you're Asian anyway, no offense. Uh, but you've mentioned uh, that you are Asian. I was looking through an Asian menu, the best Asian restaurant in Daly City, 
and in the Bay Area last night, they have fish mob, fish jaw. I don't know why I pointed at the one Asian person that I saw, but fish jaw, it's a thing. Oh man, I, I just got myself into this position, didn't I? Oh, talk about oh man. Oh, fish maw. Why go through all that trouble? That's a great point. Uh, that's a great point, thing that predicted what I was gonna say before. Uh, but really, like, by the end of life, are you gonna just hit the point and be like, died when I was 27. <laughs> like, what, what was the whole point? Like, people when they die when they're, I'm already 28, pass it up. Like, people when they die when they're 27, they're like, oh, it goes on the list, 27 lists. Uh, they could have been great, but not Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, Mama Cass. Jimi Hendrix. Amy Winehouse. 27, 27. Meanwhile, Really? You see, you, got, you get to be in that list. Even if you have no talent, people are like, oh my God, he had potential. It was just that three years left before he became 30 that he would have turned into something. And then you could just get to the end of your life. You could have kids that are already dead and you have to watch all of that. And then at the end of it, you're just like, what was the fucking point of having that kid? Like, I had to watch it die, too. Like, I could have just gotten a good Tamagotchi or some sort of nano pet. Because uh, you get to go through a whole life cycle in that, and then you get a up oh, upkeep. Oh, what a reward. It's turning into something different. But you don't have to actually attend a funeral, because then you got to go to Costco and find a casket. Uh, <laughs> discount, discount caskets. You have a very familiar face. Has anybody ever told you that uh, you look like your parents? <laughs> Just came up with that right there. Solid gold. You guys could use that in your regular life. Oh my goodness. Fish in a blender. Fish is coming up. I, I feel so wasteful every time I throw these on the floor. Uh, I'm one of those people that just keeps trash in their pockets. Uh, and then at the end of the day, I just go like this, and then I put it on my desk. Uh, and, and then I'm just like, okay, I'll leave this here for four days and then just wait for a complaint to come from up top, which is my girlfriend. Uh, just like, you wait for management to deal with the problem, then the menial workers can get the shit done. Uh, and that's how it is. It's just like, oh, yeah. Decision from up top. I don't. Uh, something about fish. What was the fish thing? Fish, fish in a blender. Fish in a blender. Yes, that's fish in a blender. We really should have some uh, quality control on those. <laughs> <laughs> You're a turd. Right there. It predicted that I was going to be mean again. Right there. You're a turd, which still hurts. Still hurts. To this day, there's still words that could be said to you, like, sure, all the, all the top-level ones that you're not supposed to call anybody anymore. Uh, like, like, even stuff that was cool in high school was not cool anymore. Uh, and even if it was in between friends. And now, now you just get to call someone a turd. And that person has to feel like a turd. And you remember what turds were back in the day. Turds haven't existed since 1994. Like, everybody's been taking shit since then. But turds were something that came from a different era. It was like old shit. The shit that didn't have good fiber in it. The shit that struggled to get through the end of the 
It was like a, like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank, the shit that just had to come, like, swim through the, to get to the other side. Uh, and you never come up clean. But that's what a turd is. And then you don't want to be that anymore. And now, like, I'd rather have someone just call me a worse word. <laughs> is comedy real art? It's like, a, I feel like comedy, uh, especially in the way that we've all experienced it tonight, uh, is sort of like, I'm not going to say just macaroni, but all pastas of art, uh, which is different. As a visual form, pasta art, probably not so appreciated around the world, right? <laughs> like, you see, like you see a nice fucking macaroni necklace that has like some real work put to it, and you're just like, wow. This is something I could I could appreciate. I don't want it. Like I don't want that to be for me. Of course I wouldn't want that looks fucking miserable to make. But that's a cool necklace. Like that's that's the most comedy it's just like it's a passing hey. That didn't make me feel worse. And that's it. That's it. That's the best comedy can do. Like art you could look I my old job they had they had a a, a painting or it was a, it was a photo print of a painting but that's that's good enough for me uh but they had and it, it was like a whole bunch of different old white guys and they were wearing tall red pointy hats maybe this is a famous painting no i don't know and they were saying go to this go to this museum i don't know any of the museums uh but go to this museum look at this and i was just staring at it in the office at work and i saw it and i was like that's stupid dumb I don't like this I don't know why that's up there I don't know why I'm right here standing in this moment looking at this fucking thing right here what is it with my life that I am standing here having this thought about this thing that I don't even need to look at why did that guy have to paint any of this <laughs> but that's part that part's pretty nice well I kind of like the shape of that thing <sighs> I, is this what feeling is and then in that moment you're like oh shit D do I have feelings now am I a person did I just become a person by looking at that photograph of a painting but with comedy it's just like wow what a what amazing spaghetti art you made uh, <laughs> Sure, I'll have it up on my wall because you're six years old and I don't want to make you feel worse about your life decisions, but it's fucking macaroni art. And this is something that I do every day. So why go through the trouble? Uh, the last time I sexually harassed someone. We'd have to pick categories. <laughs> Male, female, human, non-human. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Like that's the that's that's the last six years. Like I I haven't been too sexual out in public in my life, Pam. Uh, I'm not the type of person that sees another person's like 
I got something to say to them that somebody else hasn't said that's going to make them like me. I don't have that. There's nothing. They have to come up to me, and then we have an awkward conversation for several times, and then they have to Facebook message me like a week later and ask if we want to hang out. And I'm like, oh, they just want to be friends. I know that. That's the friend game. I know how it's going. But it, and then it evolves to a relationship. I've done that three times now, last six years. Um, so pretty much when I sexually harass, uh, it's usually people that are walking their dogs. And it's not the people walking their dogs. I harass the dogs. I see a dog coming down the street. I'm like, look at that face. Ooh, you think you got a face going on there. Look at that shake. Look at that tail. Ooh, wagging that tail. Such a happy dog. And then I don't even make eye contact with a walker because I'm just like, I don't want them to think that this is me transmitting what I want to say to them to that thing that's furry. No, I'm, I'm feeling everything for that thing right there. But when you tell somebody... Like in front of the dog, in front of the person, like, oh my God, you're so much better than people. Then they know like, oh, he's not a sexual harasser. He's just kind of weird. And that's better. <laughs> Can't sexual harass online? I don't know what I would write. I don't even know how to say hi in a way that, like even hi, when, when you get to a certain point in your lack of confidence in your life, you realize that even hi feels like sh sexual harassment from you, like coming from you. Because I could say hi to a woman that I want to say a lot of other, I want other things to happen with that woman that I'm saying hi to. Uh, but at the same time, I know that I can't say anything else other than that hi. Basically, this whole thing was me saying I'm innocent. Uh, so if anything comes up in the next five years, uh, anything comes up in the next five years, just remember, character witnesses right here. Uh, well, he said he wouldn't do it, and he seemed genuine. He was sweating. Uh, help me. All right. Which, more people should say that, just in life. Don't expect help, but... You know, when someone's like, hey, how's it going? Just be like, help me. <laughs> no, you all right, man? Help me. <laughs> no, I'm just like, uh, what's, what's going Help me. No, dude, I just like, I was, what do you, what do you need help? <laughs> me. <laughs> and then they walk away and they're like, hope that guy gets some help and it's fine but anyway i'm gonna stop talking you guys have listened thank you very much i appreciate it keep your hands clapping for fc sierra and all the amazing comedians you saw tonight uh this was a lot of fun we have the hell hat every third friday of the month uh, the fourth Friday of the month is always Hell in a Handbasket, uh, which is a little different, but kind of the same. It's like chopped, but with baskets. Very similar to this, but also very different. Thank you, guys. Thank you, real audience people, for coming and laughing and listening to our jokes. And uh, come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yay.
swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. 
Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the slowest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening. But a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, yo, and yo. few cannabis vape lounges yo, Mike, in San Francisco. Mike, yeah, that's good. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for yo, 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 yo. adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at yo, 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 yo. Both locations are open until 10 yo, yo, yo. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. 
Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia.